In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. So I made a big mistake at a funeral last week. It's a real funny opening, isn't it? So I was at this funeral, and when I was there, the people at the church, not the family, said that there was a special sheet that was inside the coffin. And they just told me as if this was common practice, that after you put on the um, oil and sand, that you should cover the body with this sheet. I've heard of it before, but it's not common practice. We're not taught this at the seminary. And so the person told me from the, it was one of the chanters, informed me, yes, it's all set and it's ready to go. And I said, what sheet? And they told me and explained what it was. And I had heard of it before. And I said, does every funeral here do this? And they said, oh, yes, that's the way it's done. That's the way Orthodox funerals are done. Telling me that, okay. Now, I'm not saying that trying to be arrogant. But I did go to a seminary. I was trained. I did follow my predecessor, and he helped teach me things here as well. So I'm pretty confident in some of the things I'm doing. And anyway, the funeral goes on. But I'm used to a certain rhythm, a certain pace. And I'm used to what happens as things progress during a service. And at the end of the service, it's routine. You call the ushers to come up and lead people up to have people say their goodbyes. And when the immediate family comes up, I usually start to come out just to make sure that they're okay. When they leave, then there's a progress of things that happen. I ask the directors, is there anything that needs to come out? Yes or no. And then they remove anything. And then I say, okay. And then I put on the oil, put on the sand, finish up the service. And then I look at the directors nod and then they close the coffin and we begin the exit and I forgot the sheet and the casket closed and off we went to the cemetery guess what no one said anything and I didn't think about it till yesterday I didn't even think about it till yesterday but what's the point this is the point that sometimes things are done differently, even within orthodoxy. Sometimes things are done differently. And not everything that we have seen is always to be considered standard practice. But some of these things develop in certain areas, don't develop in other areas, are very particular to certain villages, are not particular to certain countries. Who knows? There are all kinds of different things that take place. That doesn't mean we're different as Orthodox. We have a few different practices. The faith remains the same. What we believe, the essential aspects of our faith, are continuous throughout all of Orthodoxy. That's what matters. That thing won't change. Now, one thing that's important for us to understand as well are the services that we have in the church. Our theology, the bulk of it, is expressed in those services. 
we can talk about all the theologians, we can talk about all those people who have written about the faith and so on and so forth, and that's important. And two of those main ones are the ones who wrote the liturgy, for example, Saints Basil and St. John Chrysostom. But if we really want to understand what we believe, it's important to look at the services and see what's in it. What is it saying to us? What are the prayers that are involved? And what do these things mean? And for example, nowhere in the texts of the funeral service is this issue with the sheet. So any movement that is made by the priest, we have books that explain where it's supposed to take place and what you're supposed to do. And every movement that you're supposed to make, you turn to the right, you bow your head, you turn to the left, you bow. it's written down what you're supposed to do. It's a little problematic with that too, but that's a different story. But these main things, what's in the service is important. And we don't have that particular issue in the funeral service. Now, what am I driving at? I haven't even talked about the gospel. Well, let's look at St. Peter today and what happened to St. Peter. What can we call this for St. Peter? St. Peter was out fishing all night, doesn't catch anything with his partners. And then Jesus sees him, and they're drying their nets and fixing their nets. He gets into Peter's boat and says, move off a little bit so I can preach to the people. And he does. And then afterwards, Jesus tells Peter, now throw your net into the deep side, and you're going to catch some fish. Master, I was out all night, didn't catch a thing. But if you tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. So he threw it in there, and he catches this huge catch of fish. And when they bring it on shore, Peter gets on his knees, and he says to Jesus, get away from me, because I'm a sinful man. You don't want to be a part of me. I'm a sinner. We can look at this as one of Peter's confessions. We know he has two, but we can look at this as, as his first confession because he acknowledges that he's a sinful man in the presence of God because we all fall short. But along the way, Peter makes other mistakes. There are times when he doubts. He was walking on the water, and he started to fear, and he doubted, so he started to sink a little bit. And Jesus has to pull him out. When the ruler Jairus' daughter was ill, according to St. Luke, Jesus only let in the father and the mother and James, Peter, and John, Yaakovus, Peter, and John, into the house. And when Jesus said to them, She's only sleeping. She's not dead. They laughed. And he sent them out. Peter was involved with this. And of course, we have his denials right at the time, at the time of the trial and the arrest of Jesus. Now, this is not a Peter Bash day, St. Peter Bash day. That's not what it's about. But we acknowledge, we understand that he was a human being. And throughout, he's going to be sinning, just as we are. 
over the last six to eight months, but even more in the last couple of years, a number of people have asked me about confession. And they say that, or ask, sometimes they tell me, sometimes they ask, what is our proper way of understanding confession? Should we do this every time before we receive communion? Or should we do it from time to time, several times a year, or whenever we feel that we need to confess something? And for the bulk of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese, the idea is that when you feel that you need to confess something, you can come in, but we don't necessarily have it as a necessity before you receive communion. Others do things differently, and that's okay. Regard, relating to them, we do things differently. That's okay. But let's get back to the services and what the services say. When we receive communion, what is part of receiving communion? It is for everlasting life, it is for health and soul of body. It is for the forgiveness of sins. If we've received unction, what is holy unction for? Forgiveness of sins. If we have been married, I know it happens once, the one service that we have, there's a prayer to ask forgiveness of anything that the couple has committed. In almost all of our services, we have prayers that are asking or declaring that the people have been forgiven. This has to mean something. Otherwise, it's just empty words. So if we're at unction and we've received it, our sins have been forgiven. End of story. Otherwise, what are we doing? Why are we saying these things? Now, confession is important. And we should do it regularly at the very least. It is a way for us to speak to the priest, to cleanse ourselves of the sins, to receive God's forgiveness in a very personal and intimate way with the Lord. This is an important thing that we should do but sometimes we do it differently than others, and that's okay. It's okay if in the GOA we do it several times a year, and in other churches they do it every time before communion. That's fine, but this is what we do. Now, we have to keep in mind what these services say. Because if we don't believe what is being said in them, then why are we here? Is it just to go through the motions? Or is it because we really know that we're receiving forgiveness of sins? That we're receiving health for our souls and bodies? That we are receiving everlasting life? If we don't believe that, there's no point in being here. You're wasting your time.
But that's what we believe, and that's what our services say. So, if we have questions <clears throat> about the frequency of confession, whatever it might be, come speak to me, come speak to Father Alex. We, in the Orthodox world, do different things sometimes, and that's okay, as long as the crucial elements of our faith, the core of what we believe remains the same. So long as that's the same, that's what puts us in communion and union with one another. But sometimes the practices will vary, and that is not as important. Amen.